What's up? It's Jeremy Picker from Amber Creative. This is Deanna with In The Zoning and Print Girl Mafia. This is Ray Weiss with Printing the Night of the Lion. You're listening to the Two Regular Guys podcast. Hosted by Terry Combs RG, regular guy from Aaron Montgomery. The place to be for industry news. The best dad jokes on earth, along with relevant topics to apparel decorators. Fashion to the people. All right, welcome into the show. It is Friday, January 5th, 2024, believe it or not. <laughs> I'm Terry Combs, and you can find me at terrycombs.com. And I'm Aaron Montgomery, and you can find me at oursuccessgroup.com. And uh, my mission is to inspire you to love your business. And uh, I love that Two Regular Guys is a big part of that, too. So uh, thanks for <laughs> doing this with me, Terry. Uh, today, we've got uh, our annual show. I, I tried to look so... We started in February of 2013. So, you know, even though this is, we're still technically in our 11th season. So in February, we'll start our 12th season. So this will be the, I believe, 11th time that we've done this. And we're going to talk about the the 10 things we'd like to see in this upcoming year, kind of half crystal ball, half, um, you know, encouraging people to step up and do things. And, uh, you know, if I look at the outline, half you and I saying, Hey, let's get a few things accomplished too. So, <laughs> you know, it's, it's funny too. Uh, when you and I were talking about this show earlier in the week, we, we uh, said, you know, let's go back to the show right before COVID and just redo all those because yeah, everything did. went out the window. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. We could have just uh, re re uh, listed all those, but, uh, <laughs> um, and we will also share what we talked about last year and see what happened and what, what, because I think there's also plenty of things on the list from last year that, you know, maybe we can keep moving those forward. Um, yeah. yeah. And and some things, uh, as you had mentioned uh, uh, to me earlier, the, you know, some of those things were accomplished. So, yeah, exactly. We got that good stuff there. Um, and then most importantly, though, Terry, our, our hope is that those that are tuned in live right now, or if you're listening uh, um, in the podcast version or whatever, come into comments, either on Facebook or on YouTube and share what you would like to see in 2024, right? What, what are, what are your desires, dreams, hopes for the industry? Like what, what would make your life as a decorator easier, for example, things like that. So please uh, let's, let's make this as interactive as we can here today, everybody yeah. that's uh, tuned in Terry. So. Yeah, and not, and not a resolutions list. It's a, uh, it's a, you know, what would better the industry list? Yeah. That, 100%. That, that we might accomplish. So. Yeah, I, I agree. I think that's a really good point. Yeah, definitely not a resolutions list. I'm certainly happy to hear what you're working on, but at the same time, yeah, what are your what are your hopes to better the industry? So um, we're, we're excited to hear your guys's feedback on that today. And um, so, Terry, what else do we got in store for people here in this first show yeah, of 2024? <laughs> Aaron, as I say every year, I'm still working on my resolutions list. It starts uh, with something about procrastination. So here we are on January 5th. <laughs> but uh, make well, sure you stay. Make sure you stay to the very end for our helping of the secret sauce. I'm going to be talking about choosing the right squeegee for the job in a screen printing shop. There's you, you think, hey, it's just a squeegee, right? There's there's we more to it. You know? so, so stay okay. tuned for that. Nice, nice. That'll that'll be good knowledge to have, and and even if you're not a screen printer, right? Just uh, tuning in, stay, stay in, stay in tune. I love when you uh, share these specifics, Terry. You're so good at the 
that that like this is what you practical application right i i tend to float around up in the ethers <laughs> and you like to get practical with people and i love that so we need that in our our world here um and then the other thing about the procrastination your resolutions i wanted to share real quick terry before we get to the news is I think you're, you're actually onto something because the second week in January is when most people actually give up on their resolutions. So if you just wait to that second week in January, you're actually yeah. ahead of most everybody else. Uh, yeah. So, I'll be like losers. Yes. listeners, I did put a thumb and finger to my forehead. <laughs> <laughs> Isn't there a song like that? Uh, but uh, Rena did uh, mention that I still have my New Year's disco ball going. Yeah, we wanted to try a little more movement behind me here. I've, I got a little uh, light for Christmas. Terry, uh, you guys might notice that are watching the video version of this um, a lot brighter than normal. That's not just Terry's typical bright demeanor. His yes. lighting is is much improved. <laughs> Santa, Santa said, you really need some new lights in there, and I'm getting them. <laughs> There you go. Thank you, so Santa. Thanks, Santa, Kim. <laughs> <laughs> Same thing. All right. Well, Terry, um, so we are excited to uh, continue the news program, and uh, we're excited that uh, we've got uh, somebody back with us that uh, was a mainstay in the news, and, and now she's uh, under a new banner here, which we're really excited about. And so Adrian Palmer, who's now with DTF.com, uh, doing some amazing things over there, and, and and she'll actually share one of the big things I got in the works over there with with you. But uh, Terry, um, w this like kind of it didn't happen super fast, but I didn't get my stuff together, so um, the intro will be more generic, but coming soon. Adrian set that stuff over, so uh, next time we have her on, and and she's going to be helping us with the news. But Terry, ready? my intro. Oh you, oh yeah. Okay, there you go. <laughs> oh poor Adrian. All right. <laughs> Terry, let's do this. Let's get her in here and uh, see what she's got uh, on the news front for us. So here we go. Terry, that is all the intro I need. Happy New Year, guys. Great to be back here in my new role as editor-in-chief of DTF.com. Let's start the new year off with some good news. Amazon drops seller fees. Amazon has announced a reduction in referral fees for apparel products priced below $20. For items under $15, the referral fees will drop from 17% to 5%. For products priced between $15 and $20, the referrals will drop from 17% to 10%. These changes will apply starting January 15th. According to the e-commerce company, Amazon's fulfillment fees will continue to remain an average of 70% less expensive than two-day shipping methods offered by other major third-party logistics providers. Up next, Custom Inc. closes plant and lays off 240 employees. Custom Inc., a custom t-shirts, apparel, and promotional products e-commerce store, is closing its Flower Mound, Texas production facility March 29th. Staff members' last days with the company will begin February 13th. The 240 layoffs include production workers, managers, salespeople, and administrators. This is not the only layoff for Custom Inc. Close to 500 staff reductions will occur due to changes at facilities in Nevada and Virginia as well. Custom Inc. says the layoffs are happening to improve performance and better align the business with its tech-oriented growth strategy. And last but not least, 
We are hosting the first ever DTF Expo in Phoenix, Arizona, February 23rd through 24th. The trade show is completely free to attendees. Exhibitor space is already sold out. Exhibitors include Rock US, MR, Mamaki, Roland, DTF Superstore, Supercolor, Stalls, SNS Activewear, Graphic Source, Inktavo, Lawson, DuPont, and much more. And speakers include Stephen Farrig, Marshall Atkinson, Nicole Pape, Sergio Ramirez. I'm hosting a panel with guests of the DTF Printing Podcast. I see Kim Johnson on here. She's joining us along with Denise Baer and Gerald Gelito. And the two days are going to be jam-packed with education, connecting with DTF peers and vendors, new technology, all in sunny Arizona in February. So whether you're completely new to DTF or are looking to buy a new machine, this show is for you. And you can register for free at dtfexpo.com. Thanks, guys. That's it for me. See you next time. Terry, you're muted there, so I should have uh, started speaking in Spanish, but uh, I missed it. Um. <laughs> Thank you for that. I, uh, <laughs> I, uh, uh, as I just said, it's great to have Adrian back, and I know yes. we're going to have some some other uh, folks from other publications back back on the doing the news, and uh, so that uh, Cassie uh, <laughs> doesn't have to carry the entire load, and she was <laughs> Gets a break. doing that for us. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but Cassie will be back. In fact, she'll be back with us next week, and like you said, we've got some new folks. Um, uh, so Marsha from Screen Printing Magazine now, uh, she's going to be joining us, Marsha Derryberry, uh, and a longtime friend and early. Uh, in fact, I think the first live event was kind of put on by her that that two regular guys did there right yeah, um yeah, her and her absolutely. group when she was back with uh, impressions years back um they brought us wings so you know she'll always have a special place in my heart <laughs> wings and beers exactly right aaron amazon dropping their seller fees wait what somebody's rolling back prices <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. The trend seems to be the other way, but uh, that, that yeah. is awesome news and we appreciate her sharing that. And that uh, expo sounds fantastic. Um, it's, uh, you know, right there in your neck of the woods there too. So uh, exactly. hopefully uh, get a chance exactly. to, well, yeah. I know. Uh, Ken Johnson's there, be, yep, 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 for sure. Um, and Cassie says, uh, I never mind sharing the news and being part of two rare guys, but love being with awesome peers like Adrian and Marsha. Yeah, it's uh, we got a, such a great industry, don't we, Terry? I mean, this is we do, we do. kind of what it's all about. Um, speaking about great peers and people we get to be around, um, getting to share with our regulators each week is always fantastic. Uh, we had Chuck checking in. I always look to Chuck, like if Chuck's not there, I'm like, something's wrong. He's normally the first first in at a lot of the, the yeah, events. We're, yeah. Appreciate yeah, we you, need a well check on uh, Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> but we really appreciate you being around, Chuck. So great to have you. Uh, Rena, good morning and happy new year. Um, we've got uh, Community of, of Christ Church Mobile uh, checking in here. Good morning, guys. We've got Ramona. Good morning. Have an awesome new year. Mr. David Gross from Condi Systems joining us. Good morning, guys. Um, Martha Taylor, good morning and happy new year. <laughs> Mrs. Claus was good to him. I love that. Thank you. <laughs> yes, indeed. <laughs> we appreciate everybody uh, tuned in and, and checking in with us here. As we talked about, Terry, this is all about what things we want to 
you know, again, maybe looking a little bit into the future, but also like, what are our desires? What would we like to see changed or done better or improved upon? And, and so I, I'm really looking forward to what the regulators have to say, Terry. Yeah, absolutely. And, and it, I, I think uh, partly a lot of the shows we do is, is to make people think. And, uh, and so, so regulators think a little bit about, you know, what would make the industry better? You know, maybe I could be a part of that. So, yeah. Yeah, I think that's like really good way to put it, Terry. So, but before we get into that, Terry, um, you've you've been carrying the dad joke, and I really appreciate that. But uh, I I had to uh, finally show up, so um, I'm not sure I'm going to have the ability to do the banner thing like Eric does. So I might just tell it. But uh, are you ready for the dad joke? I'm ready. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. All right. Did you know that I actually used to work for the circus, Terry? I don't know if you knew that. Um, I did not know that. Yeah, I, I was actually a human cannibal yeah. until they fired me. <laughs> we definitely need a room shot for that one. <laughs> uh, there you go. There's the first of the 10 things we'd like to see. The two real guys have a rim shot uh, audio uh, button. <laughs> right. no, kidding. Uh, All right. Before we dive in, we want to thank everybody for checking out the two regular guys podcast. We need your voices. As you can hear, uh, we have a lot of a lot of new voices on our intros, but we're always looking for more. So go to decorators.inc, I-N-K forward slash intro and read a few sentences and be a part of every show. Don't be left out. Uh, We are always looking for new guests. So if you or anyone you know would like to join us, go to calendly.com forward slash two, the number two regular guys uh, to book a future episode, or you can email us at info at two regular guys.com. And if you're listening to the podcast version of the show, we would appreciate you sharing the two regular guys podcast with all of your industry friends so they can become regulators too. And we would appreciate you giving us a review on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, yes, Spotify, iHeartRadio, Amazon Podcast, YouTube Podcast, wherever you do your podcast listening, we are there. If you are watching live, just like Aaron has been saying, uh, join in with your comments, your questions, and what you'd like to see. Yes, indeed. So thank you for all that, Terry. uh, Trying to call me, even though I do this show every... uh, I mean, Every it's, it's still newish, right? I mean, this is only the, you know, kind of the end of our 11th year. So it's still newish. <laughs> They'll figure it out, Terry. Uh, <laughs> equipment zone. Please stop calling. Thank you. Please stop calling during the show. Yeah. That's why I said that message. It says podcasting at the top of the hour. <laughs> Somebody missed it. All right. Well, hey, there you go. We're, we're off to a good start here in 2024. Um, Things I would like to see in 2024. I'm going to change one of mine. Please don't call me during the uh, podcast. Yeah, yeah I, I'm sure. All right. Even well, my daughter stopped calling me during the podcast. I know. All like right. a year well, ago. You'll, you'll, you'll get them. Maybe, maybe within the next 12 years, you'll be able to uh, get them to uh, understand. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Terry, let's start off like we talked about earlier. You know, let's just let's read through our list from last year. Maybe just a we don't have to go into super depth, but, uh, you know, and, yeah. and we can kind of decide. And here's the, the other thing I'd be curious to know from the regulators perspective, right? Maybe we're like, oh, we didn't see that. And I go, oh, no, what about this? Right. So it, none of this stuff is definitive, by the way. So just, um, yeah, yeah, let's let's share real quick what 2023 list was and then what uh, what what it, 
do we think it's yeah. happened or not? So go well, ahead, my Terry. First, you my first one last year was uh, I expect to see trade shows seek their new level. Basically, you know, trade shows virtually went away, uh, or virtually stayed uh, <laughs> in real life went away. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. But, you know, all those companies that said, hey, I didn't spend half million dollars on trade shows. Uh, what am I going to do this next year? And I think I think we're seeing it to a certain extent. I mean, look yeah. at Impressions Expo, five shows in the past, three shows in 2024. So uh, I, I think we're seeing that. And, you know, I was talking to a, a manufacturer yesterday, not not a, a company that, that I actually work with, but a manufacturer in the industry. And, mm -hmm. and he was saying, man, if only there was an East Coast, Mid-States and a West Coast show. And, and we could always we could all just go and do a, a, a big uh a big presentation at each one of those and, and be done. It's, it's a, it's a balancing act for, for vendors. And, and, you know, we've talked about it on here before, but it's incredibly expensive for vendors to do trade shows. Just mm -hmm. uh, the costs are just uh, phenomenal. So um, I, I think there's some truth to that. What do you think, Aaron? Yeah. I mean, I think there's some truth to that. I, I, we're never going to please everybody for sure. Right. I mean, um, you know, location-wise, I think there's still big holes in in you know where there are actual decorators that would love a show. Um, I mean, heck, you think about what Adrian shared with us about what they're doing at DTF.com. You know, brand new show, Phoenix area. Even though Phoenix is a, a pretty major metropolitan area, you don't have a lot of shows there per se, and they've got it already. Um, all the vendor space already filled up. Oh, wow. So yeah. you know, there, there's um, you look at the shows like people people want to. In our industry, people want to touch and feel. Uh, we have to. We, I mean, we're we're dealing with a tactile thing, a, a shirt, a, a thing, and so we need to actually be able to physically get our hands on it. And um, so I agree, right? Like finding a way to kind of maximize the uh, exposure for the vendors, but at the same time, being able to get all of the the folks that want to be able to see. You know, I, I it'd be great if you know I lived somewhere where there wasn't a show and I could afford to go somewhere else, but that might not be the case. Right. So I love, or, or you know, afford to, or afford to allow that much time. Yeah, you know, exactly. Yeah. A, yep. a day there, a day back, you know, kind yep, of thing. Exactly. So, so the, yeah, that's a really good point that that resource of time too, they might not be. A, so, you know, I mean, I think there's definitely space for both, but you know, I, I love the fact that we do have the smaller regional shows like the DAX that, you know, I think those hit an area of the country that just doesn't really get touched by the other other folks and and um i, I would say Aaron, that the majority of people who go to say dax and if anybody doesn't know that's in the it's in the the midwest uh, uh -huh. every year for the last 25 years maybe Aaron. i think this is their 26th or 27th year okay. actually but yeah but no, I, maybe I would venture, i'd venture to guess that the majority of the people who attend those events do not go to other shows i yeah. i believe Oh, I, I I think that's probably true. I mean, especially the the ones that drive in, right? That are local there. I don't think um, yeah. so. Yeah, I, I I think you're right, Terry. I think you know we're seeing that, but I think there is always going to be a balancing act of of how to how to manage that. And honestly, I think the vendors are going to need to kind of figure it out, you know, for for themselves. I I love that you know they found new ways, but at the same time, I think they got to get back to shows if they're if they've stopped going to shows. At, completely i think that's a bad move i think ultimately that will bring oh, a, a, yeah now 
toning it back you know, trying to find, yes, there's gotta be a return on investment. Um, but I think what, what are they looking at as the return on investment, right? Is it the number of leads? I don't know. I think sometimes we look at the wrong things, right? I want to look at like what relationships I build that, you know, can be long lasting relationships, with my customers, not how many people I can get in front of. So anyhow, that I'll get way up on soapbox if you allow me. So let's move forward. <laughs> I'm just going to add something too. And then I thought, no, yeah. we, this, it's the first point we have. We better move, keep moving. We haven't even gotten into 2024 yet. So yeah, we're, we're in big trouble already. Um, <laughs> all right. Uh, Ramona said, I started with Dax and Dax is still an annual visit for me. I go for the education and the social networking. Yeah, for sure. So, all right. Well, the, the one that I uh, had mentioned, Terry, was the, my first one last year was mid-range heat presses. You know, going from 16 by 20 to the next level is kind of this pretty big cost jump. Um, yeah. Is there a way to make a mid-range heat press more viable, right? You know, maybe a 30 by 40 or, or something, you know, maybe a 20 by 30 or I don't know. I don't know what the perfect size is but i think something there's got to be something between the you know the big iron and and the you know the typical 16 by 20 press that's out there i yeah something i don't between, think i've seen anything but yeah, yeah I mean, something between fifteen hundred dollars and twelve thousand dollars yeah there's a, <laughs> yeah, there's a yeah. there's a big gap in there yeah exactly so um you know i again i don't know all the i'm not a heat press person here. I don't know the inner workings of all that. I don't know what the cost restrictions are. I know, obviously, once you start getting to a bigger press, you've got other considerations, you know, like closing a 16 by 20 press that's manually operated is one thing. Once you start getting into that bigger iron from a, a human standpoint, can we do that? Right. Can you make that the heating element lighter or does it really have to be that big, heavy yeah. you nose? Know, so these are some of the questions that the heat press people are going to have to answer. But um I think it's possible because I have seen some other presses that kind of fall in that realm, um, especially in Europe or, or uh, imported type stuff. But we just have never really seen it here in the States. So I don't know what, what the drawback is there. So I don't know. Maybe we got to get somebody from, you know, Hotronics or George Knight or Hicks or, or Insta or somebody like that on to answer that question. <laughs> yeah. Tell us, and, and maybe tell us, okay, here's why it's not viable right now, but uh, yeah, for sure. Or, or, so. or we tried it and nobody bought it, you know, who knows? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. and then real quick, right. Terry, before you get to your next one, Rena had a, a comment about the trade shows things. I agree. I missed some of the suppliers and making that connection with them. So there you go. Suppliers, if you're holding back, your customers are, are missing you and they're, choosing other people. All right. Sorry, Tim, yeah. go ahead. <laughs> um, my next one was, uh, I said, I missed ThreadX by Printing United. Uh, apparently it wasn't financially viable. You, you yeah. and I uh, went to it th every year for the three years it was there. Man, what an awesome uh, experience it was. So one of the options that I had suggested last year was tie, the, tie a live event like ThreadX to like uh, Printing United Expo in the, this past Atlanta show, or you know, a day or two before, a day or two after, uh, that didn't happen. But I, I certainly put a bug in several people's ears um, talking about it, and yeah. and uh, nobody said no, that wouldn't work. So who knows? Maybe uh, maybe next year something like that would happen. And uh, yeah, and the 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 movers and shakers in in that event. I think I, I think I spoke to all of them about that 
concept. So nice, nice. I like that. Yeah, I mean, you know, you're definitely seeing some newer things. Um, yeah, I, I think that, like you said, maybe tying it to an event. I know um, I've talked about that with some folks myself, and who knows? So yeah, stay tuned. That could be coming. You know, coming soon. Um, who? <laughs> uh, and then real quick on the heat press thing, David uh, Gross from Condi said the Geo Knight DK, and, it, and he followed up and says DK twenty five. So um, I'll have to look yeah. into that a little bit more. Um, that's a that's a good good point. Uh, thank you for sharing that, David. Again, that's what we wanted. Like we might yeah. go, ah, oh, that's not out there, and we're just missing something. So that's that's cool. So thanks, David. Um, okay, so we go to the next one here. Yeah. Okay. Um, I said more balance. Right. I, I just. Um, I, I guess what I was talking about is just as as a whole, as an industry, right? We want to talk about all the nuts and bolts and all the, the things and our, our business and all that stuff. And I love that. Um, but I also understand that we're complete holistic people. And so I'd love to see more conversations inside of our industry about our mindset, about the mental health side of it, about, you know, <clears throat> where people like Adrian and, and um, my friend Ann Crum and people like that are talking about diversity and inclusion, Christine Shreve, you know, that kind of thing. Um, other folks in, in that realm, like, like having conversations that are more than just here's the piece of equipment or here's the how to do this thing on the computer or here's how the marketing thing. Looking at it from like a more holistic view, like, you know, not to say that we have to bring uh, religion in, but, you know, from a spirituality standpoint, right? Where's that conversation being had and how do, how do we find that? So I don't know. Um, I would not, not really say that it didn't happen or that it did happen one or the other. I, I mean, I just, I think for me, it was more about sharing, hey, don't forget you're a complete person. And just because, you know, Terry and I, for example, we're, we're friends through the work that we do, right? But we're also friends period. And so we can talk about other things, right? So make sure you have that, that group around you, those types of people around you, I guess, is what my point was. So any thoughts on that? Um, I, yeah, totally agree. And, <laughs> and, you know, it, it, it's, it's so easy to get our, Kim and I were driving by a, a, a shop where she goes and gets energy drinks and she goes about every other day. And, and she was pointing out all oh, the manager he's there still it was last night at i don't know seven o'clock and she said he told me he gets into work at 7 a.m and i my immediate first thought was what what about his family oh my gosh you're yeah i, I get it you're trying to build that business but uh you know there, there's more to life than spending 12 14 hours at work every single day yeah. so yeah you know. yeah Yep. Anyway, that's a, that's an outside the industry, uh, observation. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It, and I think that was kind of my point, right? That is an outside the industry observation, but I think we need to bring that inside of our industry. And Kim did and, correct you, by the way. Yeah, heck, just, when I started my first screen printing business, uh, Kim says the guy gets in at five thirty AM. Um, <laughs> when I started my screen printing business, yeah, I mean, many a night I would still be there at midnight. And yep. so, and it, it was, uh, I had two small kids and so it was, uh, it was difficult. So yeah, anyway, it is finding that. Okay. What was the next one, Terry? Uh, my <laughs> next one was, Maybe we can get uh, through 2023 this year. I don't know. <laughs> no, we, we'll have to have a two part show just to do. <laughs> yeah, no, we'll do this. We'll do this. We'll, we'll turn up the speed okay. here, Terry. So go uh, ahead. Your next one. I, I wanted to talk about, I, I was looking forward to more innovation and clarity in DTF printing. It's all new uh, innovation. I was looking for maybe a single sheet powder shaker device 
Um, there were some out there at the time, but nothing doing 16 by 20. Uh, pay attention at uh, Long Beach. I know that Vastex sent Equipment Zone their third prototype. It's arriving today. And so I think that's going to happen for everybody that's using a DTG printer to do DTF. It's going to be it's going to be huge. Uh, and and I, I Vastex has been working on it for months and months and months. I'm guessing other people as well. So uh, let, let's see what happens at the uh, at uh, Long Beach. And, you know, and just uh, I was talking about just a better understanding of proper methods and techniques. And I think that's happened. Um, yeah. it, it, DTF's like DTG, but accelerated, you know, 10 years compressed into 10 months. So yeah, yeah. Uh, I, I think those things are in fact happening. So I, I yeah, I agree. I think, um, you know, this looking at like for the, the sheer fact that Adrian's made that move, right there, there's somebody who was, and, and so somebody's investing in, in, in that type of thing. And I think that's great. So yeah, yeah I think that's a win. Um, all right. Next one I had was, um, I said, I basically said less competition and, and not meaning not like we don't need any more people coming into the industry, but, but more having people look at their daily operations and, and kind of interactions in our industry with a more collaborative viewpoint, right? And I, not going into every interaction with what can I get out of this, but more of a, what can we do together, right? How can we do more together? So, and, and I think, this probably was coming more as a something I was reminding myself of as well, because I'm a very competitive person. That's one of my top strengths is my competitiveness. Um, but that competitiveness needs to be fueled to do more as opposed to take more. So um, it, that, that was it. I, I think so. I mean, I, you know, just kind of in general, I, I think as an industry over the, since we started two rare guys, it's gotten better. And so I just want to want us to stay in that, you know, there's plenty of pie out there and, and let's all work together to continue to make it better. So, well, um, you know, and uh, as an example, look at um, the rock booth in Long Beach uh, last year. And I think it'll be, I, I guess, I mean, it'll be the same this year where not only was, were they showing their equipment, but they had Inktavo there and they had all these d different other vendors as a part of their booth, yeah. um, you know, uh, partnering and saying, well, hey, I don't, I don't necessarily know about that. But over here is Bruce with uh, Inktavo, and, and he can tell you all about um, uh, setting up stores or, you know, things like that. So uh, it's, it's awesome to see. So Yeah. Yep. I, I agree. All right. What was your next one there? My next one, uh, I will try to be quick. Uh, I wanted to see more consistency from brand to brand, style to style, even color to color on those pre pre-treated shirts. Mm -hmm. um, seeing a little bit of that. We're not there yet. Uh, okay. You know, uh, Brian Walker at RTP Apparel, uh, he, he, he's got it figured out, I think. Uh, more people coming out with pre-treated shirts, but um, some work better than others. It, and it's yeah. funny because I was just talking to Harry Oster yesterday about this. He said, somebody posted that, what am I doing wrong with my DTG printer? Because... I bought pre-treated shirts, so I know it's not the shirt. And, and of course, our reaction was, or is it? Is it the shirt? So uh, I, I think that I think we'll see much more progress on that 
this in 2024 than we actually did in 2023. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I think that's a really good point. And like I said, there is more. I saw a thing uh, that Haynes has a, a pre-treated shirt now. Um, and I haven't, I haven't tried seen that. But... I've, I know they have it, but I haven't actually seen it printed yet. So. Yeah, I haven't seen it yet printed. But yeah, because I'm, you know, I just dabble in DTG personally, right? It's not a, a normal everyday occurrence. And so for me, getting the pre-treated shirts is like a no-brainer. I just don't want to mess with the pre-treatment. Um, but I, yeah, I've noticed, you know, just printing some of my own shirts, like one shirt to the next, the print's way different. And mm -hmm. obviously it's, you know, the same print over and over again. And so, yeah, it, it could be, like you said, more consistencies needed uh, from one shirt to the next there. So, um, but it seems to be heading in the right direction. So, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So. yeah. All right. So I said, I said trade association was my next one. And I was, I tried to be very clear that this was not a knock on Printing United at all. Um, I, I do feel like they look to represent us, especially when it comes to things going on in, in legislation. You know, they, they put a lot of effort into that, making sure that we're, as an industry, we're represented um, by our government. And so I really commend them for that. But I think, um, and, and I think they've done some other things, you know, I definitely wanted to see them uh, do a little bit more on the education side. And I think they've uh, really started to, to come into their own on that with the uh, iLearning program. Uh, I think that if you haven't checked that out, that's something Terry and I did one together. I did one for sublimation. There's some other fantastic stuff. It's still really color driven, which is fine. Um, you know, we obviously need that, but from a, a print side, color is typically more on the, the, paper side right i mean a, a shirt's color is the color you know so we're we're typically using more spot colors when we're screen printing for example or the thread color or you know like so i i guess what i was trying to say was just you know do we have an actual trade association right that you know pretty united seems to be a media company at, at its core nowadays which is again great and this is not a knock on Print united at all but does there need to be a more specific trade association so I don't know if it was a hope or more of a, do we need to have this conversation? Yeah. And, uh, the, it, 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 we're, I, I think at the time, uh, I, I recall us having this conversation a year ago saying, but where do you start? You know, where, yeah, yeah. <laughs> hundred percent. And, and, so. and, and maybe a spinoff of, uh, of, uh, of printing United as well. It's uh, more of an autonomous garment product decorating, uh, group might be the answer to that. So, yeah, yeah, um, I agree. I agree. And, I, and I, I think never things are in a positive direction as well. So I, I do too. But like you said, maybe it is that that kind of specific, right? Because I know there, you know, there's garment representation inside of Printing United, but they, they they're doing, and I think what they're doing is fantastic, and we need that. We need that bigger picture of of printing in general. But at the same time, I think we still need to have some sort of a core that is focused on on the issues that affect the decorating community. So um, anyhow, all right. Yeah. What's uh, your my, last, my last one was innovation, 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 and uh, commenting that outside of DTF, most industry innovations have been on the shelf for the past COVID years. So yeah. Uh, yeah. I said I was looking forward to seeing some innovation. Uh, I, I don't think there was any uh, blockbuster, hey, here's a new concept like like when DTF came about, but, uh, but, uh, I, I am very much looking forward to, uh, Long Beach here in a couple of weeks to see what people are going to be wheeling out because I think, yeah. uh, I think everything has come back to, has, has come back to normal. And so I think we'll probably see some cool stuff out there in Long Beach yeah. and I, yeah. I will report back. 
All right. Sounds good. I'm looking forward to that report. Calling me. <laughs> Shocking. All right. Um, speaking of that, though, th- I, I agree that, you know, maybe there wasn't as much, but there definitely were some things at Printing United this year. Um, I know you were busy in your booth there, but yeah, um, I didn't get in fact, out. we're having the guys from Cornet on with us next week. Some of the things that they were doing with a, a direct to garment machine was pretty crazy. They had the lenticular, um, you know, some of the neons that they were printing and stuff like that. I mean, I know this is, you know, that's at the Cornet level. And so for most decorators, that's probably out of our, but the fact that, you know, that they're getting digital technology to do that stuff. I think that says something about innovation. So I, I'm, I'm excited to talk to them. And, and I was excited to get to see what they had going on. Um, like you said, you know, I know people have been innovating in the DTF space. Um, you know, so there are still new products and new things coming out um, all the time. And, and so I'm glad to see that we are, we do seem to be back to that. Okay. Let's stop sitting on our hands and let's get back to, to yeah. improving. So, um, all right. Next, next Friday for uh, Cornet to be talking yeah, there about you go. Yep, exactly. Um, and then my last thing last year was supply chain repair or disruption. And and I, I I don't know. I would say that the conversation about the supply chain has reduced pretty drastically. I don't hear that as much, you know, the, the difficulty of purchasing <laughs> blank goods anymore. But um, I don't know. I, you know, I, I also, like I said, I said, maybe there needs to be some disruption and I don't think we saw that. I think we just saw the, the distrib- the typical distributors getting back to the pre COVID um, ways a little bit more, but I still think there's room for disruption there. I don't know what that looks like per se, but I think it's worth the conversation. Right. And, and uh, we certainly aren't getting those panic calls anymore about, uh, I, I just need 10 more black 100% cotton t-shirts. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Size large. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah, All right. There's, there's mediums and smalls everywhere, but yeah. No. <laughs> right. All right. Well, Terry, let's finally get to 2024. I mean, we're, we're well over halfway through the hour. So uh, come on. Okay. <laughs> All right. Well, I'm ready to dive in. You ready? Yep. Let's do it. Okay, uh, among manufacturers and distributors, I would love to see more ongoing training and support. Uh, you, you and I banged this drum before, Aaron, and uh, uh, I, I, if possible, I think it got way worse in 2023. And, and what I'm talking about is, you know, we're not just selling, we're not just buying equipment, we're selling, we're buying technology that requires training and ongoing support. Uh, so why do you think I, why, why do I think it got worse in 2023? It's just the sheer number of new resellers in the DTF market. Yeah. Uh, and, and too many of those customers are left high and dry uh, by, by these dealers who don't understand that, hey, you know, you've got to train these guys. You've got to be there to answer the phone. This is brand, brand new, four or five years, brand new technology. And um and, and people are struggling out there. Aaron, I, we do, we equipment zone, not me, but the technicians, uh, they do paid training on uh, Epson DTG printers probably every day from people who bought from other dealers. And they, they buy and they call equipment zone and say, hey, I, I don't know what I'm doing and I can't get a call back. And so uh, here's, here's my recommendation. We got, we have to do better as manufacturers and, and dealers, resellers in 2024 to help our customers be successful. And, you know, Aaron, we, we've been pounding on that drum now for almost 12 years. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, and I, I hate 
to see it going the the opposite direction. But again, you know, I went to the sign show in Vegas and dealers I had never heard of before selling DTF printers and there were eight or 10 of them. And, uh, and yes, you can bring a machine in from China, but you also have to, to help that customer be successful with that product. So yep. do better. Yep. yep. <laughs> well, I, I think that's a really great point. And, and I guess the only thing I'll add here, Terry, is I know you're talking to the dealers and distributors and manufacturers, right? But I think I'd like to also talk to the buyers, right? The people that are buying the equipment. Half of that responsibility lies on you. If you're just out there purchasing, what's the cheapest machine that I can get? Yep. You're probably going to be buying from one of those people that aren't going to support you. And then you're going, oh, nobody's supporting me. Well, that was your choice when you started, right? So make sure that you factor those things into your purchasing decision, right? Just go with it. Your gut's going to tell you right away, is this person going to just here to take my money for the machine? Or is this person really want me to be successful? Your gut's going to tell you that. And so if you, you know, your gut tells you that that person's not, doesn't really care about you being successful, then, uh, you know, that's on you if you still pull your credit card out. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. How, how did they sell it so much cheaper than you? Oh, well, maybe it's, uh, it's, it's two people and, and, a and a rented office somewhere, uh, selling boxes. <laughs> yeah. Driving a, a rider van with their, uh, stuff from place to <laughs> with play. their wares. <laughs> yeah. I remember a couple of people like that early on and then, you know, at, at the start of the DTF stuff, I'm like, Oh my gosh. And people are really buying from you. Wow. Okay. <laughs> All right. So my, my first one for this year, um, is I just, um, support for the grassroots program. It's going to throw it out there. Right. And so before I get into this, I do want to just shout out to all the people that are, are already doing that. As, as some, most of you know, uh, I'm involved with the Skills USA program, which I would consider kind of a grassroots program, and been so blessed to have the support for that program. Um, in fact, I'm going to list them all out because they deserve it. This last year, we were supported by Epson, by Condi. David's always been a huge supporter of this. So, David, you and can just show. tune out. You know, yeah, and our show. So, David, you can just tune out. This is not for you. You're already good. Um, Craft Express, Stalls, SewingMachine.com, Artisprix provided prizes. And then uh, I mentioned David already. He was there to be a judge and, and work with the young people. Uh, Nick from ISW, Stephanie. Now, Stephanie works for Caesar, but I will say this. Stephanie did this out of her own pocket. Caesar felt like they weren't in a place that just didn't fit for them. You know, and we had arguments and conversations about that. But so I'm, I'm going to call out Stephanie specifically. <laughs> and then Ann Crum, who I mentioned earlier, a friend of mine, um, you know, she donated her time. Kristen, who's a decorator, um, she donated her time and, and expense to come in. Mark from Stalls was there. So um, and then Mamaki's been very supportive and Insta is already um, helping us put the program together this year. So I, I just want to preface all this by saying, I'm not being ingrateful for the support that we've already received, but I'm here to kind of say, okay, these kids are are blessed to have that support. And, I, and I'm not trying to be greedy with this, but these are our future customers, right? These are our future employees, if you're a, a decorator, and maybe even our future bosses, you know, who knows, right? And so if we're not, I don't know, do, do we want them to kind of be uneducated and unsupported? And, and then have them come into our industry? Or do we want to nurture them so they become 
part of the greater good of the industry, right? And so the local schools need more help. Um, the state competitions need more help. Um, open up your shop to a school program. Maybe, the, maybe they've got a graphic design program there. Well, open up your shop and let them come through and see what they can do with that graphic design program. I know you're going to talk about some stuff here in a little bit, Terry, so I'm not trying to get in front of that. But, you know, so I'm uh, involved with a sublimation competition. And if you look at the major sublimation distributors, you know, I'm not going to name names right now, but people know where to find me. Reach out if you want to be a part of this. I, outside of Condi, there are notable names missing. And yet, you know, right? So I think, again, going back to what I talked about last year with less competition, it's not about competition. It's about building the future. And, and, and I'm not just talking about Skills USA here. I'm talking about there's other programs in your local community. Like, how can you give back at a grassroots level? I think if everybody took a moment and just asked that question of themselves, what we would see in two, three, four, five years from now will blow us away. So anyhow, that 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 was my hope is that we continue to support those that are, and, and I know that they are, and I appreciate that. Um, but if you haven't gotten involved, figure out a way to get involved. And you know, Aaron, and I love this, the, the, uh, the thing is, you don't have to come up with a major program. Uh, maybe you can come up with an internship at, at your company yeah. where some high school kids could come in and, and work and learn the, the industry. And, and, and maybe that's your future employee. And, and one more point, Aaron, uh, back to uh, ThreadX. Uh, as you recall, we met a young man there yeah. uh, attending ThreadX who had won the screen printing competition uh, at yep. uh, at Skills USA the previous year or two, and yep. was now a part of the industry. So yep. it's uh, it's it's and growth. The great part was I don't know if I told this or not, Terry, but a couple of years later, I saw him there at Skills again, and I'm like, oh, dude, what's going on? What are you doing here? He's like, one of my employees is in the competition. That's awesome. <laughs> I did not know that. I love that. Yeah. It's, yeah, it's so just little crazy. things, little things, you yeah. know, that, that, that matter. So yeah, very cool. What's your next one, Terry? My next one is, um, you know, maybe garment decorating is really high school and every other industry is really high school and the, and clicks happen naturally, no matter what we do. And of course, you know, we're <laughs> all drawn to what we can <laughs> never leave high school. Ah. <laughs> which, which kid are you? Right. I was the nerd, uh, yeah. <laughs> which apparently today it's cool to be a nerd in school. Yeah, exactly. I, I missed <laughs> my time, <laughs> but, and, and, you know, we're all drawn to like-minded people. There's nothing wrong with that, but, but, um, and, and, you know, everybody wants to belong to something bigger and be accepted by it. But, yeah. you know, when, when the industry clicks are, are then tasked with education and managing groups in the industry, I, I feel a lot of educators and, and people who, who uh, have something to contribute are, are looking in from the outside. And, and I think you guys have seen this. I think it's probably cheap and easy to say, hey, group over here, why don't you run this part of our trade show? And yeah. that's all well and good. And that's make it makes it super easy for the trade show people. But it, it's 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 that little group swirling and 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 taking over all those uh, all those hats. And and uh, well, a lot of people here's my bottom line in 2024. I'd like to see that the folks who make these decisions make these opportunities more open to everybody out there to participate. There's a lot of a lot of good ideas out there. But if you're not on the inside of this group or this group or this group, uh, you don't have a platform. 
So what do you think? Yeah. Aaron? No, I think, I think you got a really good point. Um, I think that's, that's totally true. And, and I think it, you know, it is definitely a challenge, right? We, we're humans. We're going to, we're going to go with what we know. Right. And so your, your inner circle, it's the easiest to go there first, but yeah, we do have to um, get outside of, of that mold. And um, in fact, I'm going to just jump into my next one because it does <laughs> kind of feed off of yours, if that's okay. okay. Um, yeah. I, I'm definitely parroting what Terry's saying here, but I also want to look at it from the other side. Um, you know, if you are somebody that feels like you're on the outside looking in and, and you've got something to share, then what are you doing to make sure that you're, you're in front of that? Right. Uh, so I, I was actually tasked with putting together the education program for the DAX shows this year. And I reached out to over 50 people and, and I just tried to anybody I could think of that was doing any education, whether I knew them or not. I mean, I was, I was combing the internet and, um, and I got 14 responses, right? And most of them were the same educators that had done the DAX programs in, in the past. And again, the program's great. I, I think it all worked out, but man, it would be nice to have some new faces, right? And uh, I'm saying this at my own peril, right? Like uh, somebody can come in and replace me. I don't need to be the one speaking at every single one of these shows. I, I enjoy sharing and I enjoy building those relationships, but you know, I was able to bring a friend, uh, somebody that I met um, that is a fresh voice to the industry. Her name's Lauren, and we've had her on here from Handmade Sellers University. She's actually going to be a speaker at DAX, so, right? So get a new perspective there, and that's that's great. And I think that's what we need to do. So I, I guess, again, going from <laughs> both sides, you, you hit that side, and I said, yep. And then on the other side, we have a responsibility, too, to put yeah. ourselves out there, right? Well. So, here's the here's the challenge that you're running into is is uh it's a known fact that people fear public speaking more than they fear death and uh uh, (laughs) and so maybe that's our challenge Aaron maybe maybe we should do a program on how to prepare um a a seminar at a trade show because you and I have both done it and 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 I think there's formula to it and maybe maybe we should share a formula for that I think that's uh I think oh, we've, we've figured something out here. Yeah. <laughs> Terry, Terry, Terry. It's I, not in the I, outline. I think it's a fantastic idea. And now you've made it difficult to say no. Because <laughs> it's like, ah, one more thing on the plate. But I think you're absolutely right. Okay. Well, good. We got something there. Um, yeah. But I'm going to go, okay. If you don't have a Terry, because that's how I did it, is I, I used you and I, used you but you know what i mean <laughs> yeah we did, we did your first couple of seminars together so yep exactly exactly so but no you're exactly right i, th- I think that's a fantastic idea so um okay. all right well terry what's what's your next one and we'll take a quick break i know we're gonna we're gonna go into bonus time today but i think we can get this yeah. done uh which means i'll probably get more uh, calls from the office i did get a sorry i forgot your podcasting message on my screen <laughs> oh, but, well i got uh, a text from my wife just a moment ago just checking in i'm like did she forget that I did? <laughs> so anyhow, <laughs> we're in this new mode. year. It's clean slate for everybody. They've forgotten wow. everything we've done over Man, the past 11 I know. years. <laughs> retrain everybody. Okay, go ahead. What's your next uh, one? <laughs> I, I, I believe with the surprising su- success of DTF printing that maybe by printing United, we're going to see more of the major industry manufacturers make a serious plunge into DTF technology. I think it's inevitable uh, I, I think there was some level of looking down their noses at the process. 
And because, yeah, it, it, does it feel like screen printing? It doesn't. And does it feel like a DTG print? It doesn't. But, um, and, and I've talked about this before to a lot of people, we, the, the people out here promoting, selling, teaching about a process, we're not as quick to accept DTF as the consumer was, the final consumer. The final consumer is like, no, this is cool. I like it. And, and so I think there's a little foot dragging, but I think that, and, and, and I don't, I don't know this from any knowledge, you know, with any, any company, but, but I think that by Vegas Printing United, that we're going to see some of the major brands with DTF technology uh, at the show. That's, that's, uh, that's crystal ball for me, but you can tell when you talk to folks out there in the industry that they're like, Ooh, I didn't see that coming, you know? So I, I think that, uh, I think that's what we'll see that by, by, uh, by um, the show in Vegas. And let's, let's talk about it again at that time. All right. Well, we'll make a note of that. That's, that's a, that's a good one. Um, real quick, before we uh, take a, take a brief break, I did want to put this up from Ramona when we were talking about kind of the grassroots stuff. She says, look at the blue collar skilled labor industry. Nobody is training for those jobs anymore. They aren't being encouraged. Um, don't let this industry go the way of the skilled labor jobs. Yeah. I, I think that's a, a really well, good you point. Should right go get a philosophy degree instead. Yes. yes. <laughs> All right. Well, Terry, I love, I think you, I, I agree with you hundred percent. Like I said, I don't have any specific knowledge either, but, and I normally lean on you for that specific knowledge. So I, I if you're saying it, I'm on board. Um, All right. <laughs> and then uh, um, also you guys that are tuned in and listening live right now, we want to hear from you. What things do you want to see happen for our industry in 2024? So I'll let you guys ponder that. And while, while they do that, Terry, can we play a quick commercial break here, so to speak, for a, a program that my company, our success group has coming up here next week, actually. So. Absolutely. Let's hear it. All right, here we go. Did 2023 leave you feeling a bit frazzled? Have you ever felt like your goals are just out of reach? It's time to become a goal getter and achieve your number one goal. Don't let another year slip by with unmet goals. With the Goal Getters Masterclass Series, you will discover simple yet powerful strategies to turn your business vision into an achievable goal. We will provide you with the tools and strategies to not just set, but achieve your most ambitious goal. You'll celebrate your past successes, plan a vivid business vision, and set you on your way to achieving your number one goal. This is not just training, but a true masterclass where you will actively participate in exercises and receive personalized feedback. Don't miss out. Grab your spot and start 2024 with a clear path to success. Join Aaron and Becky on this transformative journey, allowing you to create a goal that is worth achieving. It's time you became a goal getter, not just another goal setter. Visit osg.link forward slash gg series to reserve your spot in the masterclass. You don't want to miss out. All so right. Aaron, there we go. I'm feeling like you're leaning on Lewis a lot here. And someday this is going to pop on and Lewis is going to be sitting behind your microphone saying, hey, I got this for my dad today. OK. Yeah. Um, I, okay, cool. <laughs> that, that might be sooner rather than later. So, uh <laughs> Yeah, yeah, no, I, I am leaning on him a lot, and and uh, he seems to enjoy it so far. So we'll we'll see how it goes. That's awesome. All right, well, <laughs> let's uh, let's keep rolling here, Terry. Uh, I think we can do this. Um, so my next one is, I like to see some additional. I, I put better team store options, but I, I think additional is probably a better way to put it. Better 
team store options for online creation of team stores, right? We've, we've got some, uh, there's quite a few on the market. Um, I think there's some plenty of, uh, things left to be desired there. Um, you know, I think some of them are a, a bit expensive for what they actually offer. Um, some of them are too narrowly focused on, on a certain thing. And, um, I believe most of them are very hard to use for the average decorator out there. So, um, I'd like to see some of the technology people out there in our industry go to work on on this, right? Because I think for decorators, that that fundraiser, that team store option is such a huge way for them to make money and support their community at the same time. And, and I think that's a really good place to be. But it's so hard, right? Like some of the smaller decorators, they're trying to figure it out and make do by just using free equid stores or things like that, which is you know, great and all, but it just for the, the end user, that's going to spend their hard earned money. It, it feels a little hokey. Um, and then, you know, you've got other programs where it's great, but there's all this other stuff that's part of it that, um, might not be needed by, by everybody, right? Do they really need all the, the shop management and, and everything else? And, and therefore the price tag just doesn't make sense for them, right? right. Cause they're only going to use a small portion of it. And they're like, I just want this piece. Right. And, and so I don't know, maybe, maybe the companies that are like that could, could get a little more a la carte. I don't know. Um, you know, there's obviously been a lot of changes in that space. The, the name of that company changes all the time. I don't want to name names, but <laughs> um, well, I can't believe that I said the name of that company as a joke. And they're like, no, no, that is going to be the new name of the company. <laughs> <laughs> so I think most of you have figured that out, but anyhow, that, that would be my next one, Terry. I, that, I'd love to see that a little more innovation, a little more focus on, on something like that. I, I think that, I would not be surprised to see that uh, in the near future because of the huge success of that of that marketing strategy of setting up stores and they're open open for two weeks or open for a month and 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 yeah. you the you the the decorator are collecting the money and cutting a check back to the the high school or whoever it is yeah. the concept's yeah. awesome uh, it, it lit on fire during COVID as we know. Uh, it was already going up, but then it skyrocketed during COVID because it was such a perfect way to continue marketing. But uh, I, I agree. I would uh, I would love to see some uh, some, as you said, either new players or a little more a la carte packaging that that folks could uh, provide. Yeah, so. yeah. I just you know because ultimately you're basically making an e-commerce store, but you should be able to have a way to just make that easier. You know, like if I were to go set up a Shopify store. Well, that's great. But then I got to pay Shopify for every one of those stores. And, you know, some of these folks that are going all in on the stuff, you know, they're going to have 50, 100 stores, maybe, you know, I don't, you know, maybe yeah. that's on the high end. But well, we, and I can't remember who it was now. We had a guest a couple of years ago said right now today have 95 stores yeah. open. Allie Banholzer. Yeah. Allie Banholzer. Exactly. That's exactly yep. right. Yep. So. yep. Yep. All right. Anyway. What's your next one, Terry? Okay, my next one is, uh, it's actually based on a suggestion from friend of the show, Tom Rivet at Chicopee High School. Um, in Hi, 2020, Tom. <laughs> hey Tom, <laughs> I would love to see in 2024, uh, the, the industry create pathways to careers. And, and you know, you kind of touched on this before, Aaron, about supporting uh, skills USA and that sort of thing. But uh, Tom uh, it, it teaches, uh, he's training high school students in garment and product decorating all every day, all the time. Yeah. Um, but 
um, you know, it, it, it's, um, it's something that each of us could do. Like when I was saying, you know, you could set up a, um, an internship program. Um, yeah. There are, there are careers in this industry that need to be feel, filled. And, uh, and uh, I, I think for high school or college students, when, when I started my initial business, Aaron, every employee I had was a college student. I was on a college campus and it just made sense for me and worked around their schedules and things like that. And, and uh, uh, at this point in time, that was a couple of decades ago. Uh, <laughs> I don't know how many stayed in the industry, but I know the ones that worked there loved it and, and they learned a lot because there's not a lot of like for uh, artists in, in particular that work for me, uh, not a lot of folks out there in art school are learning how to do art for screen printers or for, yep. uh, you know, uh, direct to garment or direct to film or, or embroidery or anything yep. like that. So let, let's, uh, let's, let's make some pathways for the future. And, and those folks are the ones that are going to be really excited about uh, what they're learning and, and excited about being there in your business. And who knows, you might, you might have an employee there for the next 20 years that, that you helped, uh, learn a trade in uh, in high school. Yeah, no, and I think that's that's a really good point because, you, well, we we all you know I I think I probably think too much like oh, okay well that young person they're going to become the next small business owner, right? But that's not that's not the path for everybody, right? And so yeah. and they they might be learning about this right. Tom's teaching them about you know how to do screen printing but they don't want to get their hands dirty. They don't want to be pulling a squeegee or, or pushing a squeegee, whatever. Right. And <laughs> um, so what are there, there are other skills though, right? Like even talk about design artists and stuff like that, but like we just talked about the need for better team stores, right? Somebody to manage your e-commerce, but they have to right. understand what the nuances of a decorating business are, or um, you know, like just user design, specialists heck even getting into the marketing specialists right like how do we market our business seo and understanding the changing market and using ai and all sorts of different stuff and so it doesn't have to always be about the product decorating and i think that's kind of the other side of that coin that we we don't talk about enough right right yeah. so yeah Okay. I think All right. My next one. We're, we're going to have a show, by the way, uh, on that subject that Tom had recommended. So that's yep. kind of where that, that suggestion came from. Yep. Yep. All right. Good. Yes. And we're, we're efforting right now, Tom. So don't, we didn't forget about you. Um, all right. So Ramona says graphics for embroidery. Yes. Uh, Sheila says, Oh my goodness. So many ideas. I'm already swimming with possibilities for working with local artists. There you go. Love it. Love it. Thank you, Sheila. All right. Um, so my next one here, Terry, uh, in maybe short and sweet, but um, I don't know, maybe, maybe it's just, I'm missing, but bookkeeping and accounting for a, you know, I think most of what we do would be considered light manufacturing. Right. Right. So you've got, you've got, I've seen a lot of people that like, you know, can do bookkeeping and accounting for, you know, somebody selling a retail product uh, versus somebody that can sell, you know, that maybe just, does a service maybe there's a service provider but somebody that kind of because light manufacturing is a very interesting space we have to keep inventory of blank goods but we also have to manage right so anyhow what i'm what i'm asking for what i'm hoping for is that we have somebody that specializes in training and and giving passing knowledge about bookkeeping and accounting but also understands decorating right understands the the needs of a light manufacturer so 
Um, I, I don't have a big long thing here, but that that's my things I'd like to see. Somebody that you know is passionate about bookkeeping and accounting, which sounds odd to say to me, but <laughs> um, you know where where are those educators at? Where are those people that want to help the garment decorating industry with that side of their business? You know, it's interesting that uh, when I was at uh, Jones and Mitchell Sportswear in Kansas City many years ago, um, I would sit down as uh, as the plant manager. I would sit down with uh, the the uh, CFO every year for about four or five hours. And we would just go through the numbers and go through the numbers and, and, and our costs and, and budgeting for the following year. And that, that would have been a difficult thing for just me, but, but I was the one who was talking about the nuts and bolts and the personnel. And he was the one who was sitting there saying, you know, uh, this percentage of, of, uh, of our yeah. costs were labor and this and this and this. So I hundred percent agree. That would be awesome. If, uh, if the, there were folks who could, uh, who could help decorators yeah. that understand and, our industry specifically. So, yeah. and, and I'll like say that. this, Terry, that this de definitely did come out of a, a personal, um, <laughs> situation. Like I, that's a training that I'd like to bring to, and I've been efforting. I've been, I mean, I've reached out to all sorts of people, scoured the internet, um, even had somebody come in that I thought was going to be a help somebody I met locally here and she just wasn't able to kind of connect the dots between the two things. Right. So I want to redo that training. And so, so if you are somebody that actually thinks you can do that, there's a spot for you to do this and I, and I will be the catalyst for that. So I'm, I'm just putting myself out Love there. It. Very cool. Very cool. <laughs> um, all right. All right. Uh, let's see. Once, sorry. Sheila had sure. something I wanted to share before we got away. My accountant absolutely is fantastic. Fascinated by the industry. He's been a huge help and he's one of those people that gets so excited about crunching numbers. Well, Sheila, put me in contact, please. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Sorry, Terry, go ahead. <laughs> All right. My last one is, and, and Aaron, I know you're going to put me on the clock here, so I hesitated to do this, but here it is. <laughs> I'm going to give uh, you the same opportunity. So, And you also okay, gave us okay. another one that we got to uh, on the I, clock. So. It, it, in 2024, I would have built on my 5215 training concept. You know, I, I I educate on this. I teach people how to do 5215 training. And, you know, we, yeah. we talked about, uh, I think at our, it was our last show, we talked about uh, people taking that concept and putting it in action, into action in their shop. So uh, in 2024, I'm going to do more to help facilitate that training in shops around the country and you know, around the world. So that's, uh, that, that is my goal for 2024. And I think that's, so, yeah, as, as soon as we're done here, I'm sure you're going to say, okay, so what's your, what steps you're doing in January? <laughs> <laughs> we we got to put how much and by when on it and we'll get all the milestones settled on the way. It'll be fine, Terry. You'll be, <laughs> you're going to be like, oh man, the, the I, office I, is still calling. I have to go. I've got a little book. <laughs> All right. I love it. Well, good, good on you, Terry. Way to put yourself out there for that too. Right, that's, that's, uh, that's awesome. And um, so with that being said, I guess I'm going to do the same thing. I, I, right. you, you have to hold me accountable. Um, okay. All right. So the, the book is out there. It's finally published. The one I've been talking about forever here, right? It, it is actually published outside. It's on Amazon. Um, so I'm like, okay, what's next? Um, and so I want to see a time, I don't know, I call it time management. It's actually a priority management system that is for small business owners, but also for 
decorators, right? And, and so here's what I mean. I, I'm, I'm working on it. I've actually been using my own personal system that I've kind of developed by taking parts and pieces from things like Seven Habits and things like uh, Slide Edge, things like uh, getting things done by David Allen. And I've been using this system for several years, but I want to refine it down to be a little bit more open, usable for everybody. And then add some details that decorators might want to uh, also know about, you know, maybe there's some marketing ideas or concepts or marketing calendar, for example, here's what maybe you can, you know, you're, you're a screen printer. Okay. Right now you should be thinking about X, which is four months down the road or whatever. So I want to build something like that. Um, I have actually some uh, masters of success members that are part of the OSG community that I'm working on some of this with already. So by the end of the year, for sure, I'm I'm putting myself on on notice here too. By the end of the year, for sure, and I'm shooting for mid year, there will be an available priority management system for decorators. I love it. I love it. I love that kind of thing, and and I've always used that sort of thing in 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 my career for for many many years as well. So it it's uh, anybody who who isn't doing something like this, it's eye opening when you, when you get a system about how much more you can actually accomplish. So good on you. Okay. So we're both holding each other to uh, feet to the fire as, as they say. <laughs> yep. And we also, the other thing that you came up with, so we, we've got uh, some work to do here, Terry. I know. <laughs> it's all good. So how are we going to fit all this in with uh, what you've got going on in the big book of travel here? I know. Well, the big book of travel isn't too full, but uh, okay. next few weeks I've got screen printing class next week. And then, uh, then off to Impressions Expo. So there you go. All right. <laughs> so you want to share what your your uh, other events are for the year? Yeah, absolutely. Uh, my complete screen printing business course, uh, Workhorse Products here in Phoenix next weekend, January 13th and 14th. A uh, couple of uh, spots left as of this morning. Uh, hey, and it's in Phoenix in January. So come see us. Uh, my next Chicago class at Atlas Screen Supply out by O'Hare Airport will be March 9th and 10th. I will be in the Equipment Zone booth in Long Beach for Impressions Expo uh, in two weeks, January 19th through 24, uh, 21st. I'll be hosting a Q&A on Saturday featuring Mel Lay, Stan Banks, and Zach Acorn. Uh, I'll be speaking at the Impressions Expo in Atlantic City uh, coming March 22nd. Everything you've heard about DTG and DTF printing on the internet is wrong. And watch for all my upcoming events at terrycombs.com. How about you? Yeah. Um, so my next uh, event will be the Dax Kansas City show. Uh, I've got two seminars there, the fundamentals of pricing your prints for profit. Sorry, I'm pushing buttons at the same time here. So uh, fundamentals of pricing your printing um, and then the fundamentals for small business growth. And uh, so those two seminars will be happening on Friday, February 23rd. Um, in fact, I'll be doing that at all three of the DAX shows, but uh, the, that, that one's coming up, DAX, Kansas City, February 23rd. Um, you mentioned Impressions Expo Atlantic City. I, it looks like I'm actually going to be oh. going out to that one as well. So more details coming soon. I, I can't share all the details yet because I don't have it, as, as Eric always says, until I get it actually in writing. But since you, we may have to figure out how to ride that train again and hope we don't get uh, hit by a storm. <laughs> if you remember that trip, <laughs> yeah, I do indeed. Flooded um, tracks. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And then uh, the the other thing is, uh, as I just mentioned, my book is now available on Amazon. So if anybody wants to check it out, uh, I'll put a link up there. It's osg.link forward slash bizbook, and uh, you can go 
check that out. And then the last thing for me, um, every Wednesday morning, we're doing uh, what we call OSG Live. And I've talked about it before, but it's a collaboration with uh, Tanya, my wife, Kyleen, Becky, and myself. So the four of us, and we explore mindset um, and and just uncommon mindset ideas. And uh, Kyleen and Tanya do wellness super tools and celebration and gratitude and, and just really uplifting show that we get to do every Wednesday morning. It's it's bright and early, 7 a.m. Central time. Um, so you can catch catch it live that time or catch the replays all over at liveosg.com. So that's what I've got coming up. Um, I think we're going to leave Eric for now and uh, wait for him to, to return before we commit him to anything uh, that's happening. <laughs> and he likes to edit them as we're reading them. So he's not here to do that today. <laughs> <laughs> for sure. But for those of you that have uh, stayed with us this entire uh, hour and 12 minutes, we appreciate you very much. And, and uh, you've earned the secret sauce here, Terry. So are you ready to uh, bring us some secret sauce? I'm ready. Let's do it. All right, here we go. All right, choosing the right squeegee is my secret sauce today. So first, the stiffness of a squeegee blade is measured in durometers. So squeegees are purchased by the inch and you'll need a variety of sizes. I don't want to print a left chest print with a standard 14 inch squeegee. So also beyond a variety of squeegee sizes, you will want separate squeegees for white ink, medium colors, and dark inks. No matter how well you clean a squeegee, you can contaminate lighter ink colors from the ink that's trapped between the blade and the handle. A soft squeegee 60 durometers is primarily used for specialty inks where you need a heavy deposit of ink on the garment, on top of the garment. So uh, inks like puffs and glitters and shimmers are best applied with a soft durometer squeegee. For general purpose in a screen printing shop, you'll use medium 70 durometer squeegees. If you only want one style squeegee in your shop, make it a medium durometer. You can make this squeegee work for any printing you might want to do. A hard or 80-90 durometer squeegee is made to lay down the least amount of ink. This squeegee is most commonly used for printing fine lines on half tones. For decorators doing, say, simulated process, for instance, this is a squeegee that's uh, the best option. Another option that was most commonly used in the past on automatic presses is triple durometer or 70, 90, 70 squeegees. Uh, more and more manual shops are using these squeegees. 70, 90, 70 means a hard durometer squeegee is sandwiched between two medium durometer squeegees. The, the hard durometer blade helps to shear the ink from the screen while the two medium durometer blades help lay down a little bit more ink. So care and feeding of your squeegees. Use press wash to clean squeegees, never paint thinners or mineral spirits. These harsher chemicals can absorb into the blade and ruin the squeegee. If you get a nick in the blade, either throw it away or cut the whole squeegee down to make a smaller squeegee. A nick in the blade will show up in your finished print. If you have aluminum handles, which allow you to change out the blade, take extra care that that new blade is perfectly flat when tightening into the handle. A slight curve in the blade will cause printing issues and very difficult to, to diagnose. So after loading the blade, place it on a flat surface to make sure there are no gaps when you tighten those screws to hold it in place. 
Uh, store your squeegees handle side down and blade up. Storing your squeegees with the blade down will eventually cause the blade to curl. So here's a pro tip. If you have multiple manual press operators, provide each with their own set of squeegees. It's like a mechanic having their own tools. This cuts down on arguments on the production floor. Hey, he took my best five-inch squeegee. <laughs> in turns, uh, your, and in turn, your operators will take better care of that set of tools. Using the right squeegee for the job. That's my secret sauce for today. Wow, Terry, good stuff. Uh, delicious secret sauce there. Thank you very much. And <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I love it. Love the uh, the fighting. He, he took my yeah. I love that. So um, <laughs> good it, stuff. It's based on real life experience. <laughs> yeah, I was gonna say, how did you know that, Terry? All right. Um, <laughs> all right, Terry. Well, great job today. We've come to the close of another show. We want to thank the regulators for tuning in and joining us, and and uh, and your comments. And um, again, looking forward to hearing what you guys want out of 2024 too. You know what? What would you like to see? What are some ideas heck what would you like to see from the two regular guys what what uh, guests would you like to see on here and stuff like that we, we're Absolutely. here for, for you guys and but we need to hear from you so uh info at two regular guys.com is the best way to reach out to us there so fantastic uh thanks to eric campbell our longtime show producer we are looking forward to having you back here our friend yeah we, we are definitely for sure I, we talked about this uh, in a private message earlier in the week terry but uh, i think eric became our producer because of one of these 10 things shows i think we said i think i said i want a producer for our show and uh, he actually answered the call so sorry eric <laughs> I, you know what? I think you're right i think you're right i've forgotten that <laughs> all right well next week's show we already talked about a little bit but we're going to have craig and don from cornet digital joining us and they're going to talk about the world of direct garment printing for fashion and textiles and we're going to we're going to talk about some of the innovation that i was able to see out there in uh printing uh, printing united in uh, atlanta this last year and and just kind of see what they're working on um uh, those both really smart guys and so i'm looking forward to, to talking to them next week terry all right me as well until then i'm terry combs He's Aaron Montgomery. And that was the two regular guys. Here we go. We're out. <laughs> awesome. Thank you for listening to Two Regular Guys. Check out our website at tworegularguys.com. That's the number two, regularguys.com. You can also interact with us over at our Facebook page, facebook.com slash tworegularguys, or send us a tweet, twitter.com slash tworegularguys. And we have a YouTube page. You can find all that from our website, tworegularguys.com. Thanks for tuning in, and we look forward to spending some time with you again next week.